Welcome to Let's Be Real 100%, where we are 100% real about life. We know that life happens and we are here to talk about it. And when I say we, I'm talking about it's all God and little old me. Join us as we jump into our topic today. episode of let's be real this journey has been super amazing as i say every single time i'm still i'm really really enjoying this journey our next journey is with mr maurice thomas come and join us in the conversation and we will come back to talk to you soon there you go good afternoon how are you doing Good, how are you? Okay. I was looking for the Let's Be Real email to pop up. Yeah, it's usually under even uh, being real 0413 because the other one was taken, so I couldn't do it. So oh, no. I have to, <laughs> to use another one. I was like, it's not, it's not hers. I got that the first time. Oh, yeah. I- yeah, that, that's me. That's the email. That, I thought you had got the email. When you got your, uh, the calendar email, that's the email that it came from. So you're good though. You're good. Well, welcome to an episode of Let's Be Real. Uh, as I say all the time, this podcast is for uh, real life journeys. So where you know people can be open and share their journeys and letting other people know that they are not alone in their journey and there is a way out of the journey. Um I usually start off my podcast with a um uh, icebreaker so i give you a icebreaker it will be if you could eliminate one food so no one can eat uh eat it ever again what would you eliminate (laughs) wow um Um, corn nuts corn nuts (laughs) yes what's wrong with corn nuts i don't know i've never had them before but i don't i wouldn't know I think it's the most nastiest food in the world. Is it like chips or like what is it? It's like it's like hard, a hard peanut without any flavor to it. Oh, it's hard. Okay. Well, let me know not to get a bag of those. I'm good. I will pass. I, mean, I think the devil created those corn nuts. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it because yeah. the show don't have no flavor. <laughs> That's funny. Nah. That's too funny, but that's that's cool. I'll, I'll remind myself not to buy a bag. Yeah, I think he was yeah. experimenting in the lab, <laughs> in the demon lab. Oh my god, I forgot the seasoning. Not no salt, no pepper, no nothing. Oh, nothing. I was like, it's yeah. like uh, um, glorified uh, washing powder in the shell or something. I don't say, yeah, no, I'm good. I'll pass. <laughs> I'll definitely pass. Well, again, welcome to an episode. Um, let us know a little bit about yourself. I'm a character. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> we know I'm, that. <laughs> I'm, I'm full of life. I can tell I you this. Um, I am a motivational speaker. I am a comedian. I am a singer. I'm a drummer. I'm a dancer. Uh, I, I just love entertaining people, even if, especially at the hospital. I can just if I can just take their mind off of what they're going through just right. for a moment. That's what I love doing. Um, oh, wow. I understand that uh, mm-hmm. 
at the end of the day, no matter what we go through as staff members, that mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we can clock out and go home. Right. And I know there's half those patients there at the hospital will never get to see home again. So right. I got to I gotta keep in mind, if I'm the last person they see before they close their eyes, what kind of impact did I make? What kind of image did I leave for them to close their eyes at peace? Wow. And wow. So, I've never heard that before, but I, wow. But that, that so that's, that's, that's who I am. My wife tells me all the time. She said, baby, you are extra. And I said, <laughs> and I said baby, you are so right. I'm glad you got that revelation. I was like, how do you think I graduated high school? If it wasn't for extra credit? You know what? Stop. <laughs> you said you want, to know, you want yeah. to know me, but that's, that's me. That's oh, no, you're good. You're good. I wouldn't have <laughs> never thought. <laughs> you do everything extra just to get extra. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. quick on my feet, quick thinking. So, that's, yeah, that's good to be. Be quick on your feet in life, that's for sure. Um, you told me a little bit about yourself as far as your journey about uh, chasing skirts and living in the streets and stuff like that. How did that journey start off for you? Ooh, it started off as a as a child. Um, my my dad, my big brother, and all my uncles, every man that I looked up to growing up, mm -hmm. their identity in women. Mm. So the, the, to, to sum it up for you, my, my dad just passed away back in, uh, in March. And I was, even though we didn't have the greatest relationship, I was able to honor him by uh, not only preaching his eulogy, but yet honoring him, honoring my heavenly father and being mm. able to invite him to my family all at the same time. Wow. So, but just to give a little context, my dad mm -hmm. has an older brother and an older sister that is the same age. They don't, they're not twins because they have two different moms. But why? Wow. Because my dad decided to find his identity in women. Okay, gotcha. On my big brother side that I looked up to, I have two nephews that's the same age. Again, they're not twins. One nephew is by his first wife. The second nephew is by his current wife now, which is the reason why he's divorced from his first wife. I'm wow. Not okay, him. so he stepped out. Right. Yeah, I get he's it. Telling my truth. So even though I seen that growing up, I told myself I would never be like that because mm -hmm. um, my mom taught me better, but that seed was still planted. So right. when I got older and when I came out of my shyness and I started playing like nine sports in school, I started mm -hmm. gaining this prestige that I was the cool dude and the athlete. And so now I'm hollering at this female, hollering at this female. Then right. I went to the military, and I find myself with two women, two women pregnant at the same time. Wow. So that seed took a heart. Right. Um, but that's how it initially got started. Uh, mm. So that's the foundation of it. That is the foundation of it. Okay. I would say you can keep going. <laughs> so we can, like, be, you know, just this is a You want me to keep going? Yes. You can what keep going. What happened was in that process of me, quote, unquote, feeling myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I was I was in I had doing all this stuff and I got back in church, but even though I was in church, church wasn't in me. Come on, that says a lot. Mm -hmm. and so and so, at the end of one church service, I got down on my knees and I said, "God, all this stuff that I'm doing, I said mm -hmm. you're not being glorified." I looked back over my life 
and flashes of my life, me doing this, me doing that, me chasing skirts here. Like I was in the club one time every night. And the, even though I left the club scene, mm -hmm. I was in church still looking at the skirts. And so now I'm using scripture to try to right. pull different females like, like, baby, I know uh, I see the God all over you. And, and, you know, I just see us doing ministry together and different stuff like this. And I'm calling those things that be not as though they are because we got some powerful ministry that we need to do together. And, um, wow. So wow. It's, 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 I'm just giving you a, a glimpse. I, I get I mean. it. I'm just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's all in my book. But um, wow. uh, I didn't try to give up the complete player's guide. And right. You, oh, I'm good. I don't need it. <laughs> and so I ended up uh, two days. I mean, after I got down on my knees and totally gave my life back to the Lord, mm -hmm. two days later, I was in a traumatic car wreck. Wow. So now I'm laying in this hospital off and on for a year. Um, I happened to learn how to walk again, learn how to talk again, going through 18 to 20 surgeries. A ride in my arm, a ride in my leg, and um, I had a trach in my neck for five years for all the upcoming surgeries. And then my eyeball was pushed out of the socket. It was just sitting on the inside of my cheek by a nerve. Right. And even the doctors can explain how come it didn't just fall off. Right. It was wow. just hanging there. And so till they could replace it. But what right. the Lord said, sometimes when we're going through things in life, sometimes we got to just hang on. Mm-hmm. Until he can put us back in place. Wow. So to tell you one of the things that happened in the car wreck, my car, I got hit on the on the left side by a suburban and it flipped the car around. And then uh I hit the metal rails on the left side as well. So everything from head to toe was crushed. And my car wow. was flipped a couple of times into this campground area. What the Lord was showing me is my car was flipping. So that's mm -hmm. what you on the outside, but it was just uh, a sign of what was going on internally in my life where my life was flipping out of control. Wow. That's a good analogy. They had to break my jaws a couple of times to get them lined up and before they wired them shut. Sometimes in life, we have to be broken mm. in order to get lined back up. Wow. So, so in that and so in that accident, like you two, did, is that where your mindset was when the car was flipping? That's where your mind was, or what? What were you thinking as the car was flipping? So actually, the flipping part, uh, I didn't remember personally. It was mm -hmm. investigators and everyone that was witness was able to explain it to me. I remember everything from since I was in first grade all the way up to the day of the car wreck. And everything out of the car wreck, but the actual car wreck itself is one thing I don't remember. Yeah. So when you came out, when you realized you're in the accident, what crossed your mind? I at first, because I was in and out of a coma, I thought I was right. dreaming. Um, I was laying in the hospital. It was like a week later, and my mom had quit her job in Tennessee and moved into the hospital with me uh, in North Carolina, where I was in the hospital. At. And so I kept hearing, every time I wake up, I would see all kind of people in my room, the people that I knew and church members and stuff where I was going to church at. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought it was a dream. But then one day the doctor came in because I couldn't really speak. Like I said, I thought it was a dream. Right. And the doctor started talking about surgery. And I was like, 
what is this guy talking about? And I kind of right. turned to my mom and looked at her, and she seen the puzzled look on my face. And that's when she finally broke down and told me that I was in a bad car wreck. Then I realized the dream was over. Wow. So when she told you that you was in an accident, like, was you asking, like, questions like what, how, when, where, like, you know, all those? I, I really couldn't do much because uh, one eye was shut. Uh, my mouth was was closed up. I had a trach. couldn't talk. Right. I was pressed from head to toe on the left side of my body. So I was able to kind of write with my um, right hand on a notepad. Right. But it really wasn't much I could try to get out. Well, of I mean, I knew you can, like, I knew yeah. you couldn't talk, but like, as far as in your mind, like, where did your mind go when she was like, baby, you was in a, a real bad accident? And now you're hearing the surgeon say, oh, we're going to have to do many surgeries or start off with surgeries or whatever. Like, where was your mind at? Like, I can't, I can't honestly tell you because there was so much going on. Right. I, like, I don't even know if I even had time to even think. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was constantly doctors and nurses and then even visitors coming in constantly where people was always, I think my mind went, was at one point in time, it was in a good place because mm -hmm. most of the people, even all the Marines that came to encourage me, most mm -hmm. people that came to encourage me, what they said was, I encouraged them. Mm -hmm. Even though I couldn't speak, but they, they always came in and seen a smile on my face. So I think really at the time I was grateful because right. I realize that if I'm not dead, God is not done. Yes. As as you inhale and exhale, that means you still got purpose. And I think right. that's what my mindset was at the time because I had just gave my life back to the Lord right. two days prior. Right. And so I was just grateful at the time. Um, as time went on, my mom kept me from looking at a mirror because she didn't want me to have any setbacks with the scars that I had. Right. So it wasn't until I got out of the hospital and now I have a real conversation with God. And I was like, right. I was like, God, uh, God was like, son, you was gun hold for me as long as you was laying in the hospital bed. Wow. But you got out of the hospital and you seen yourself in the mirror and you seen that life has happened and you seen your scars and you seen your face. And uh, he said, but you seen everything but the reflection of me. Wow. So I was like, so now I'm having a conversation with God. I'm like, God, but yeah. I, I see a, a mess. And mm -hmm. God was like, nah, son, I see, I see ministry. I said, well, God, no, I see misery. And, and mm -hmm. God was like, no, son, I see a miracle. But because I didn't believe and because I didn't receive at that moment, you would right. think my relationship should have got closer with the guy. Right. Totally opposite direction. Wow. This is where the skirts thing got took to a whole nother level because now I'm living my life trying to prove that I'm the same person and that I can outlive my scars. Wow. Wow. I was, I, I, my bad, I was listening. Oh, you <laughs> did? So that, that's, was, yeah, that's, that's part of the story right there. Um, yeah. So, like, when you were you know, start, you went back out there, went the opposite direction, you know, and looking at skirts and going to clubs and all this other stuff, like, what made you turn back? Like, what experience did you have to make you turn all the way back to God? So, um, 
believe it or not, not one year went by or two years, three years, not even 10 years went by. I was still in church, but 14 years went by. And the woman of God that I was praying for, God gave me just exactly what I had been praying for. And so she seen me as we, our conversations grew for one with one another. She didn't even see the scars. She overlooked the scars and she seen more in me than I seen mm -hmm. in myself. What, what the Lord showed me is that when we got married, he said, mm -hmm. your wife is the closest thing to the Holy Spirit that you have in your household. Mm -hmm. he said, and if you, you can't receive it right there, let me explain it to you. Mm -hmm. When 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 she when you married her, you married your help or help me. That's a mm -hmm. reason I call her help because right. the name that I call the Holy Spirit help. Right. He said if you can't receive it right there, if you go back to Genesis, when I presented Eve to Adam, I presented her as mm -hmm. a gift. Again, same thing I called the Holy Spirit a gift. Right. Said, keep in mind. Um, some of the conversations you was having outside your marriage, some of the things you was doing outside your marriage, your wife knew about it. She just needs you to wait and come to her so she can, you can be honest with her so she can love you through it. He said, doesn't that sound just like me? I know everything about you. Right. I to come to me so I can love you through it. Wow. But because I was not totally healed mm -hmm. of the issue I was going through, even though she married me, because I lost my identity in him, yeah. I made bad mistakes. Because she knew her identity in him is the reason mm -hmm. why we got together. Wow. And so that, even after making those mistakes, mm -hmm. it wasn't until I connected into her. He told me, Maurice, I don't care how good you think you are. And this way we connected. Me and my wife was on vacation in Israel. And we went to mm -hmm. Jerusalem and a couple of different other areas. And we went to the prayer wall, the welling wall. Unknown to me, me and my wife wrote the same thing on our piece of paper to stick into the wall for us, our prayer request about me mm. being a better man, a better husband, a better father. And it mm. wasn't like an hour later on my timeline on my phone, my mentor's uh, website popped up. And I'm like, what's this about? Right. Come to find out, called him, uh, put in an application, whatever. And he called me back personally. I wasn't his secretary or his assistant. And I felt like mm -hmm. I felt like God was saying, son, I hear your cry. Connected with him when I got back over to the in into the United States. And mm -hmm. finding out his website shows him going all over the world speaking and traveling and coaching and counseling. He's from Florida. Mm -hmm. But come to find out, he just lives an hour and a half away from me. My goodness. In Tennessee. Wow. Lord, like, I think God, you had to take me all the way across the world just to right. meet next door. Wow. And what he has told me is, Maurice, I don't care how good you think you are. A good man can never be a great man until he connects with a godly man. Yes. What we call discipleship. Right. And so that's one of the things that has shifted me to growing, understanding my identity. And now I'm with all the hell that I took even that ministry through. Now I'm actually one of the leaders in the men's ministry, like part of his right hand. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's amazing. So during those um, those 14 years, like, what were you doing in those those 14 years of, you know, that span of time before you met your wife? Tagging, bagging. You said tagging and bagging? Yeah. I, I, I 
and be intimate with them and as soon as it seems like yeah. they get too close, send them on their way. Yeah. I never want nobody to get that close close to me. Wow. And then you so in that time of did you have a gap in between that last tag and your wife to where you can prepare yourself for her? Or it, how did that go? I went to my wife when a couple of times when we first started working at the same job where we met it. Mm -hmm. And I was going to her kind of for like counseling. Like I was messing around with <clears throat> different females and my wife seen it, which she mm -hmm. was at the time, but she was like, man, you a dog. She said, in, in her mind, she's like, I would never be with nobody like you. She was just really counseling me, coaching me, right, ministering to me. But I knew it was always something different about her because when I would speak to her, I would be in the mirror even practicing, like, I got to go speak to the bishop. I got to go speak to the so I, I carried myself around her, but even though she knew I was doing all kind of crazy stuff, didn't know at right. the time I was falling in love. And because it didn't look like, even though I got everything that I prayed for, um, it is not what I, I was used to. Right. I was used to a, a hood woman or a street woman that flipping and turning, if you, if you will. Right. My wife, right. she was an easy woman. Yeah, an woman easy woman. Died. Yeah. And so it, the stuff that I did, thinking about outside of the related marriage, it wasn't because my, I had a bad woman, but it was because of my own personal experiences that I couldn't let go. Right. And then, so you being, now that you're being married, did you say, like, all the other stuff that you had behind you, it you can say it truly fell away. Like you didn't have those desires, those those strongholds, anything anymore after being married. So being married does does not change. Right. You are, mm -hmm. um, and like I said, I've made some mistakes since I've been married. But my wife has now. My wife took me when we got married. Spiritually, my wife was way above me. But what mm -hmm. she did was she reached down and pulled me up. Instead of just pulling me up, she continued right. to push me up until I was in a place to lead the family spiritually. She always, when I made mistakes, would always continue to watch me in the word. She'd tell me how much she loved me. She'd tell me how, baby, even though you made some mistakes, you are not your mistakes, and I still believe in you. Wow. So now, when I see, the Lord's made plenty of other beautiful women. Right. When I see other beautiful women, I say they, God bless them. God made them. And I tell my wife all the time, baby, if I ever decided to go, if I got in a relationship and we weren't in a relationship no more, even if it seemed like the relationship was going good after this, it was mm -hmm. just God's grace. But I know that you are God's best for me. Yes. Yes. That's definitely a good woman to have when she's yet praying for you and keeping you before God, even when you're not in the right spot or in the right place um as of yet so yeah that's a you definitely found a good woman uh to keep you before god so in that like i know you said you wrote a book uh, what is the name of your book so the name of my book is the shift like shifting gears it's called mm -hmm. the shift the moment my life was flipped uh mm -hmm. in the book it's an easy read it's like 64 pages eight chapters eight eight uh simple chapters where the introduction talks about the car wreck mm -hmm. the rest of the book talks about pretty much a lot of stuff i share with you the rest mm -hmm. of the book talks about all the decisions i was making flipping out of control when i mm -hmm. lost my identity in christ 
after the car wreck until uh, I connected with the man of God. So it's a it's about a book of, of losing hope and regaining. Amen. I love that. How, how you regained hope in God through all of that. And then how you take your, how, when in the beginning where you're talking about how when your eye was hanging on, you know, you took that and you, you turned it into a spiritual thing, how we need to start hanging on to God. And, um, you know, also the scars, you know, how you looked at your scars and you, you just thank God, you know, ap- after a while you started thanking God as, you know, for his grace in his mercy upon your life, how he kept you. And I'm glad um, because people now can see, you know, though your life is a mess, though, you know, you still wilding out, even after giving your life to God. um, uh, People still have a a hope in that as well. I'm sorry, give me a second. Go look in that bag over there and my charger bag, it should be a black one. Um, so yeah, I, just to just to hear that um, testimony and just to hear how you are, you know, continuing in God, you know, um, connecting with people um, so, that will continue and keep you accountable. Right. So my my mentors, two of my mentors, which is in the same ministry, have both given me a nickname. Um, mm-hmm. One of them has given me a nickname, Mo. And Mo is not just short for Maurice. It's mm-hmm. it's short for Maurice, but it has a purpose behind it. He mm-hmm. said, that not that I'm perfect, but as I continue to grow in Christ and grow as a man of integrity, Mo actually stands for man of excellence because I teach other men how to do what I'm doing or or it's a mindset of excellence. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at your, uh, the email where it say Mo Motivational Mondays. Like, are you, you speak on Mondays, motivational speaking? So, uh, there was a, a YouTube channel that I, I used to have and I'm revamping it because mm-hmm. it was most motivation Monday where every Monday I was start people's week off with a three minute YouTube video. But okay. right now behind the scenes, I'm redoing it from most motivational Monday to most motivational moments. So it's not just uh, stricken to one day. I love, I like that. I think I yeah. like that better for the moments because yeah. every moment we can take yeah, every day. I got another mentor in the same ministry, and he calls me Big Moses all the time. And I used to think he was trying to just be, make fun of Mo. I was like, why is he call me Big Moses? It's, it's Big Mo. And right. so I even took that name and ran with it. Cause I used to go tell my wife, I said, baby, I'm Big Moses, yeah, yeah. So you need to lay back and let me part the Red Sea and all kind of stuff like it being funny. And me and my right. wife used it all the time. One day I had a talk with him. I was telling him about how me and my wife be playing with that name. Mm-hmm. He said, Big Moses, you don't understand why I call you that name. And right. I was like, he said, let me explain to you. He said, it's funny. I'm glad you and your wife can can giggle about it. He said, but the Lord told me to call you that because the majority of your life, you have been a manipulator of women. He said, but God is going to use you to be a mm-hmm. liberator of men. That's why I call you Big Moses. Wow. Oh wow, that that that's a big, definitely a big difference. Right. Um, and I I definitely like that. So that's one that 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 alone right there will keep you motivated. Um, by the meaning of the names that you have, 
So I definitely commend you. I definitely commend you on you telling your story and, you know, continually build, building men and young men on, uh, as they come up in our next generation. Right. Um, because I noticed um, in our conversation the last time you were talking to young children, and I'm sure it was young boys um, in that as well to keep them focused. Right. So I love that. I definitely love that. And then just a side note, when you were telling me, um, when I showed you a picture of the book I had, um, I did honor you in the next book that when I'm revamping it, I did honor you in that because I knew that was the Holy Spirit giving you uh, the name for the next book. Because I was wondering, I didn't want to name it the same thing, but I was trying to think of something. I was like, I got to do something. I got to re, when I'm a revamp it, I'm a revamp the whole thing, the name, the look, the title, all of that. And when God gave you that, or, you know, when you gave it to me, I, I, it, I had to sit still for a minute and was like, you know what? Thank you, Lord, because I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything. So I just wanted to stop and thank you for that um, as well. But is there anything like you would like to say to any last words you would like to say to anybody who is, you know, out there and needing help and not knowing how to come out of their situations, whether a man, woman, boy or girl? So the, the, the thing, one thing I tell people all the time, and I'm a firm believer of this, when you, when you believe, as long as you truly believe, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter how dark your situation gets. There is always a light at the end of the tunnel when you believe. Why? Mm -hmm. Because if the light, our Lord and Savior, lives on the inside of you, you mm -hmm. are that light at the end of the tunnel. So as long wow. as you believe, no matter how dark your situation gets, it's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. And every time you inhale and exhale, you still got purpose. Yes. And I like um, when they say through your pain, there's a purpose. Um, there's, there's definitely a story in your testimony. In your test, there's a testimony. You know, in your trials, there's, you know, victory in it all. So you definitely are one of those ones that put that on a, a, a high point, you know, after all that you've been through and all those generational curses that you had to go through, um, though that seed that was planted, you were able to uh, take that root, uh, take the root of it and destroy it um, and move forward in God. So that definitely speaks a lot, um, definitely speaks a lot. And I know your story will help many, many, many men out there because I know a lot of men, they don't, personally like just open up a lot of things because I guess as, as, even in our black community we're, we're molded to be strong and not cry and you know I guess just suppress, suppress our issues because they, mm -hmm. they don't take the time to use, have a release method right right so it's like yeah and so like you said the um, the women you know living your life through through the women. But yeah, I definitely I definitely look forward to what God is doing in your life, truly. Um, and I, I can't wait to see what's next for you. You and your wife and your family. Yeah, I'm grateful. Just want to leave a leave a legacy. The one thing I've learned through my mentor is that um the the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. to steal your identity. 
mm-hmm. your relationship and destroy mm-hmm. your legacy. Mm. Wow. That's deep. I'm going to have to write that and put your tag your name on that Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people definitely need to say so. yeah. I'm just hearing to bring hope. And we all understand that hope, hope is mm-hmm. um, helping one person every day. A lot of times, especially with men, like you said, they don't never want to open up. And it's because right. they deal, deal with pride and ego. And what mm-hmm. I've learned from my mentor, pride just simply is, first of all, what letter is in the middle, which is I. Yeah. And let us in the middle of sin. I. And so yes. pride, pride actually stands for please remember I destroy everything. And when, when pride wow. kicks in, ego kicks in. And ego, E-G-O, it should be entering God's opportunities. But when pride kicks in, ego becomes edging God out. And so that's wow. the different, just to make an impact, make a difference. Because as men, we like to shut up. And, and not ask for help or ask for support. And then we tell ourselves we are in this all by ourselves, but we chose to do that. We understand life wow. is about choices. 99% of the choices that we make in life is based on who we believe we are. The truth right. matter, we, we we are born looking like our parents, but we die mm-hmm. looking like our decisions. And so mm. every day we're given a choice to make the right or wrong decision. Life is about choices right. and decisions. Wow. Yeah, you said a whole mouthful right there. Oh, well, was- <laughs> a whole, a whole mouthful at that moment. So I'm have to, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and and listen so I can <laughs> jot those notes down. Real I'm just fast. grateful. Yeah, I, I, I can. Like this, it, when I was running the streets trying to talk to the different females, mm-hmm. but I was not living what I was speaking, so my my life didn't line up with my words. But now mm-hmm. I speak what I live. Um, right. so it's so much easier to to do. Um, my, my mentor says all the time, faith without works is not only dead, but it's dumb. It doesn't make sense to be right. for a job and you're not filling out job applications. It Come doesn't on. make sense to be asking the Lord to take away your blood pressure, but you're eating pork sandwiches. Yes, day. yes, yes, yes. Faith you have trust. to put the work in. Mm-hmm. Right. Faith and trust is, is two different things, even though it sounds similar. Faith right. is believing what you can't see, but mm-hmm. trust is the action steps that shows what you believe in. You come right. out there, you praying for rain because you you're a farmer. You praying for yeah. your crops because you're a farmer. But yet right. you come out there every day and you praying. But yeah, you you don't really believe because you ain't put up no umbrella. You don't believe it's going right. Rain. Yeah, yeah. You ain't out there uh, tolling the ground ready for the rain. Yeah, putting your you have to do your part. So yeah. you know as yeah. well I, as God. I, God is gonna do His part as long as you right. you're working I, towards it. Mm-hmm. Our re, our re, our response is our responsibility. Mm. Yeah. I'm grateful for you wow. allowing me to speak on this podcast and just just be me. Yeah, I would love I, yeah, I want you to be you all day long because the best the best thing about you is being you and you are the only one like you. So that that's the whole thing and God is def- I'm definitely like I said before, I'm definitely looking forward to what God has in store and looking for <laughs> those next meetings when you start your YouTube the uh, the moments uh, for every day um, I'm definitely looking forward to that and then the book as well and what was the name of the book so they can know The Shift oh, the moment my, my life was flipped if you google and put in The Shift by Maurice Thomas or mm-hmm. by Mo Thomas it should pop up it's a yellow and black book um, 
but yeah, it's like I said, it's an easy read. Uh, just trying to make an impact in this world. Leave a legacy of love. Yes, and I love. I know uh, my pastor was talking the other day, and he was talking about a lot of people think that an inheritance is about money. It's not always about money. It's about you know what you you know teaching your kids about. Of course, we we talk about God. You know, leaving that legacy, leaving that inheritance of knowing, okay, my mom and my dad knew God and they taught me about God and they know I now trust in God on my own. So that's a legacy and an inheritance on its own to know that as well. So yeah. You definitely leaving you leaving a mark, you know, in the in the world for sure with your story. So I definitely again like I said, looking forward to God doing that and then of course this is a lifetime friendship uh in god for sure so uh, i definitely it, appreciate it sister. <laughs> yeah i was like you have definitely engrafted me into your being a little sister and i love that uh because you are definitely a big brother for sure so i definitely appreciate you coming on and chatting with me this evening um and i just again truly thank god for you and your testimony and looking forward to what God is about to do and is doing in your family, you and your family's life. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, so as soon as I um, edit and do everything on here, I will let you know uh, when your post date will be, um, so you'll know, so you'll be able to, you know, go in and listen and share if you would like. Um, as well so and then whatever whatever your next steps are please share so that I can you know push as well push your next I got you now for you, you as well you know I haven't posted nothing recently and changed the name if you want mm -hmm. to you can still type in Mo's Motivational Moments and the, the Mo's Motivational Monday YouTube uh, video she'll still pop up um, okay so. But yeah, okay. like, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be on here. And I see you blazing as um, uh, a thermostat. See, that's the difference between that thermometer and the thermometer mm -hmm. just accept what's given. All it can do mm -hmm. is age the temperature. Right. But that right. thermostat shifts the atmosphere. It does. So it definitely it does. It shifts the atmosphere. It definitely does, and I and I thank God for that. I give God all of the glory for it, because after every interview, I'm just I be blown away. I'm like, Lord, I just I just want to thank you for these these pe these people and their ministry and how you know they're sharing their story just to give you the glory. So I'm I'm definitely grateful and honored um, that God will choose me to take this journey with other people and allowing other people to know that they're not alone in, the, in their journey on what they're doing, what they've done. And it, what they've done is not the last of their story because God has so much more for it. So that's what I'm here for. I'm here for all of it. <laughs> so definitely, definitely. But I hope that you enjoy your evening and I will definitely stay in touch with you um, outside of the podcast and on whenever you know, of course, we talk all the time. So, yeah, man. So, I just want you to continue to be blessed and continue staying in God's grip. Understand that yeah. God's grip is not where He's squeezing on tight to you. 
Right. Well, grip is like an open palm of your hand where you, you stand in it. And the reason why it is because it's your foundation. And he loves you enough to give you the opportunity to jump out if you choose to stay in his mm. grip. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to stay in his grip because that's where I'm <laughs> That's where I want to be. That's definitely where I want to be. But then we will definitely talk soon. And I, again, like I said, I hope you enjoy your evening. And we will, uh, again, like I said, we'll stay in contact. All right. Be All right, talk to you All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Let's Be Real 100% when we're 100% real about life. We hope that you enjoyed the topic today. And we hope that you trust God more and more each day. And we hope to see you next week.